it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 661 for November 15th, 2020. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Bart Bouchotts. And we are back with Programming by Stealth, episode 106 of X. We're not on a regular day. I haven't decided when they're going to get to be allowed to listen to this. Probably not today. Maybe middle of the week. So, so you mean we're doing a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey on an episode I have titled Time Travel with Git? Oh, even better. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Why not? True, true. Um, we have our timelines all crossed anyway. So right. last time, where we sort of... A little catch up to where we are. So last time we learned to look back in time with Git Diff, which is like a little precision slice of the past, right? How did this particular file change in this particular or how you know, how is this file different now to how it was last March or whatever? So it's a very small, like looking through a postbox view of the past. Mm-hmm. Then we learned how to take an entire snapshot of the repository at some arbitrary point in the past with Git Archive, which I believe you have already had. Oh, my gosh. Git Archive saved my bacon. It was exactly what I was needing, right? I've needed it for a while, but it was great that I knew it when I knew it because I was trying to get something. I've done a pretty major revamp of my code, refactoring, Mm -hmm. as you would say. And... um, but I couldn't remember how I got something to work before that I had now broken, but I yeah. didn't know how to get back to where I was. And when you told me about Git Archive, it was like, bing, 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 talk about a penny drop. That was a really loud one. I was like, that's what I need. And I was able to Git Archive, look at the, what I needed was the code at the same time. I knew how to go back in time, but I didn't know how to see what it was then and see what it is now. That's what I needed was both side by side. And that Git Archive saved my bacon. So you just had two finder windows open, two browsers open or whatever. Just compare yeah. contrast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now what I had been doing is flinging my code all over the place, putting some on on uh, podfee.com and I'd put it on, uh, what is that website that I like that let, uh, works with oh. Git? Uh, ah, it's another GitHub. one you meet and now I can't think of it. Yeah, neither can I. I've got a link to it somewhere. But anyway, uh, I, I fling them all over the place, hoping I can find them later and go, well, maybe that was the version that had the thing that I'm looking for. But archive, Underscore man. final, underscore finally final, <laughs> underscore. <laughs> this time I really mean it final. I always like that, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yay for Git Archive. My favorite thing you've taught me in Git so far. Well, today might even become your second favorite then, or maybe we'll even your see. first favorite. We may, we may. Anyway, we shall see. Um, And then the last thing we did last time was we went actual time traveling with Git Checkout, where we loaded the entire content from the past into our working directory. And we were very careful about our time travel. We made sure to clean everything before we left. And then while we were in the past, we were very, very careful not to touch anything. Because if we did, we we would get in a sort of a trapped state because while we were in the past, our head was detached. (laughs) Um, as we learned all about, which is Git's very melodramatic way of saying that our currently checked out commit is not at the end or head of any branch. And therefore, you can't do a commit because you can only grow branches from their tips from the end. I think it's actually good that they name it so dramatically or melodramatically, (laughs) as you said, because you really don't want to mess that up. That uh, Maybe you're right. Maybe it is the right way to do it. It just makes me laugh every time. You're in detached head state. I was like, oh, no, feels fine to me. So our focus for this installment is to solve a very specific problem. We're going to solve it in two ways because it's a problem with a subtle difference. We want to reach back in time, grab something and pull it into the present. So we want to go fetch a thing. So, Like just a piece of code? Yes. So not everything. We want to reach back and take 
a file. Or we can even be more granular and take a change. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Indeed. So, if you would like to play along, you will find a zip file in the show notes called pbs106.zip. When you extract it, you will find it contains a bundle file, like last time. So, pbs106a.bundle. The show notes gives you the commands to do the same steps we did last time. Create a folder named pbs106a, change it into that folder, turn it into a git repo with git in it. Change its na- change the master branch to main if needed, and then finally we suck in all of the stuff from the bundle with git pull, and then the path to the bundle. Now, before we go into some new stuff, I want to acknowledge the fact that our listeners rock. Um, you and I were talking on the on air. It wasn't in the show notes, but we were talking about it. The fact that there are these short versions of the hashes, and you have these big, ugly, oh. evil versions of the hashes that we were looking at. Uh, you know that I was using in the show notes, and I had it in my mind that sometime soon, before Alison asks, I should really go and read the fine manual to figure out what's up with those short hashes. And then you said, "So what's up with those short hashes?" And I was like, mm. <laughs> "I think you said uh, they you know, like have two different ones, and one of them's short." Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. So I would have gone off and done my homework, but I didn't have to because our listeners rock. Uh, I'd say within, what, half an hour of the episode being posted, we had emails, tweets, you name it, slacks. Well, the main thing, the main thing that we got, um, and now, shoot, I, it's got to be Mike Price because this is the kind of thing he would do. But um, he sent me a link or he posted a link to, uh, let's see. Yep, I'm right. It was, was it Grumpy? No, it, no, it was Dave Hay. I got to give the credit where credit is due. He sent a link to something called Wizard Zines. And it's this woman who writes these fantastic little cartoony explanations of programming stuff. And she wrote one called Oh Shit Git. And these are paid for. Yeah, it was a great title. By the way, she has clean versions too. It's like darn it git or something like that is the other one if you want the clean one. Um, these are you have to pay for them. They're $10 a piece, but they're beautiful, like cartoony, just really easy way to learn it. And she gave um, uh, one chapter for free. And it says, take a peek inside. A Shaw always refers to the same code. And she's got little cartoons explaining to what it is. And in there, she says... The 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 hash, the short one that we see, is simply the first six digits of the long one. And and the, I we didn't notice because we're so used to looking at the end of things, right? Or I am. Yeah, I I didn't notice it because I kept looking at the end. Because why would you look at the beginning? You know, it's the end is right there. Yeah, but of course, a hash is different to every other number because on a number, the bit that changes is on the end, so that's the most changey bit. Mm. But a hash is designed to change the entire thing. That, that's what makes something a good hash, is if you make one small change to the input, the whole output changes. So there's nothing special about the end of a hash. So why not? Yeah, and why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we yeah. glance around? It could have been the middle of the hash. It could have right. been any six digits, but it was pretty funny. It was hilarious. But uh, someone else, who maybe that was grumpy, someone else linked to the actual fine manual, which gave me the exact official answer. Ah, so you may use a shortened version of the hash as long as two things are true. You use at least four characters, and those four characters are unambiguous. In other words, if there are two hashes in your repository that start with the same four characters, then you have to give five. But as long as it's at least four long, and as long as it's unambiguous, you may use it as the hash. Okay. 
So six, I think, is a good number because the chances, like six hexadecimal gives you an awful lot of permutations. How many commits do you have in your average repository? It's not millions, right? So the chances of a collision in six are about zero. <laughs> right, Realistically. Right. So that's what they are. That was me thinking it was a big complicated answer. Maybe it was like a different hashing algorithm. No, it's just the first N characters. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we don't even have to do the work. Uh, Dave Hay's going to do it for us. So that's great. Exactly. And there was, I got tweets and I got email. It was a lots and lots of our audience deserve credit. Um, our, our audience rock. So one other little useful thing before we go further. Again, it relates to the short hashes. So last time we learned how to see everything that had happened in our repository with uh, git log. And we could see every commit. And for each commit, it said, you know, the date, it said the author, it said the full hash, and then there was an empty line, and then there was the description, and then there was an empty line, and then there was the next one. And so with enough scrolling, you saw everything. But it, but it was, was hard of, to read. It was. And if you're just looking for a specific hash and... If you write good first lines on your comments, because the first line becomes the short title, then all you really need is the short hash and the short title. And that's, that should be enough. And there's mm. a flag to do that. It's called minus minus one line. So ah. if you say git log minus minus one line, you get one line for each one, and it will show you just those. So then you can very easily see the initial revision, fix simple typo, moved from plain to HTML, Sorry, from HTML to Bootstrap, added Bootstrap license, added link to Wikipedia article, corrected semantic markup, added my history of programming. I mean, that's kind of all you need. And it gives you the short hash too. By the way, as you've given this to us, uh, Git log one line says, fatal, your current branch main does not have any commits yet. Did you do the Git pull? I did. Not successfully. Mm, that is true. <laughs> um okay so let me see where i am so i i am uh the folder that was created that you told me to use was pbs 106 not pbs 106a so inside 106 you were to make a folder called 106a uh, so that what you would have okay. and there would be two things the bundle file and sitting next to the bundle file a new folder okay now i don't know how to get out of that that is going well, to take where's me, your pwd um, my PWD is uh, PBS 106. You're in 106, and did you do a git in... Well, actually, it doesn't matter whether you did or not. If you say rm space minus or space dot git, if you did do a git in it in the wrong place, that'll be taken care of. Okay. So that rm will have deleted git's brain. So that's okay. that. <laughs> You've now git uninited okay. uh, with a sledgehammer. So now you can do mkdir PBS 106a. Okay. You said all this on the um, in the recording, but before we started, you didn't tell me to do that, which is why I didn't do that. Okay, so now I'm in 106A. Then you can do your git in it in there. All right, and then I can do I'll, I can do the rest of these things. I think you can copy and paste it right, yeah. Uh, and then we'll change our thing to main because we don't like to say master. And then I'm to do my git pull, mm -hmm. and then hopefully after that. Ah, now it likes it. Okay. And so, so then it was git log minus minus one line. I'm going to remember that one. Okay, yeah. I am now back up with you. Excellent. So as you can see, I, that is actually the information you need because... Oh, look at that. Yeah, just all... It's just hash comment, hash comment, hash yeah. comment. 
And it, it, I mean, it's it. slightly more. They've also told us that we're currently checked out at the head of the branch main, which is mm-hmm. the very last commit there. So they're telling us what branch we're on and then everything in that branch all the way back to initial version. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, if we, if our repository is a couple of years old, we may want even less. We can use the minus N flag to say how many we'd like to go back in time. So if you yeah. just want the last five, you can say minus N five and then you'll only see the last five. And does it matter whether you say minus N5 before or after the one line? Uh, it does not, as long as they're both after the log. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, there we go. Yeah. It's got five. Uh, that's interesting. It's five lines, but that's four commits. Because uh, yeah. the head... Uh, the head is oh, a commit. Oh, no, the, the head is a commit. Okay, got you. Yeah, it's just the most... It's just the commit you. that is at the end. Oh, the so these are in descending order. Correct. The, like get log top itself. One. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the present is, is is at the top, and then you look right. back. So you're looking back in time. This is how I like to think of it. You're, you're looking back. Looking down time. in time. <laughs> or down in time. Yeah. <laughs> of course, on our GUIs, that's how it's presented, right? The current right. commit is always at the top of the GUI. When yeah. all the glop was in there, I couldn't see that. I right. got, it was like so much information. It was harder to to follow what was going on. That's cool. Yeah. So that's really handy. So I use that an awful lot while writing these show notes. Uh, so I figured I'd share. So the other extreme of that is the opposite question. Okay, fine. I see from the title this is probably the commit I want, but now I'd like to see the detail of the commit. So the command for that... Well, okay, so there's two... So based on what we know last time, we could do a git checkout, and then we get everything into the working directory. Then we can look around using our browser, whatever we want, using our code editor. But that's a pretty big thing. We've just checked the whole thing out and then we've got to remember to check back onto main and that's a fairly big thing when all I want to do is see what changed in a commit. We could use git diff, but git diff would need two hashes. So you'd have to give it the hash from the commit before the one you care about, followed by the hash of the commit you want to see what actually changed in. Oh, right, 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 to get the right diff. Yeah. To get the right diff. And that's just a pain on the backside. And if you get it backwards, then the universe makes no sense <laughs> because then it tells you that you've destroyed a file when you actually created a file. And it, 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 yeah, that confused me <laughs> for a moment. Um, so the right answer is that you want the git show command, which will describe a single commit. So you say git show and then you pop in the hash and then it and will you tell you. Hash? Short or long. Yeah, anywhere you can use a hash, you can use the short. Okay. Or the, yeah. So then you'll see the full commit hash, the author, the date, the text, and it will show you the diff, which in this case says new file created. Um, it's a binary file, so it's actually not showing you the content of the file, eggpng. Um, if that were text, if I had added a line of text, you would see that I had added a line of text. But in this case, I just created the new binary file. So that is... You know, some pretty useful background information. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we can use this to figure out what I have done because when we ended our last installment and when we start this one, I actually added some stuff into the bundle. I actually did three more commits since last week. Or was it four? I've done... No, it's four more commits I've done since last we we talked about it. So basically there was some downtime and I made those commits so that we can travel back in time to somewhere. So okay. I, made some, I made some history that you've now imported. So let's explore what my history is. So the first thing I did was that was I, I just showed you. I made a file called eggpng If you do a git show on the next hash, 
you'll see that I added uh, some added a header and one two paragraphs into the HTML file. The header is Bart's favorite time travel movie. Perhaps not the most original choice, but Bart has a special place for in his heart for Back to the Future, as you probably guessed from last week's show. Okay. And then a link to sorry, then an, a paragraph with an IMG tag showing the movie poster for Back to the Future. Okay, I want you to slow down while I catch up with you. Um, yeah. Because of the way I'm viewing your uh, your code inside VS Code, I can't just copy and paste what you have. When it's a full line, it copies the entire line, even though I'm like just trying to grab the hash or something. So I have to undo and redo, and then you're huh. explaining things. So I'm going to slow you down. That's um, fine. Okay, so we said a... a, a oh, what, did, what did I just say? Where is it? Okay, so we did a git... Uh, dash dash uh, mice mice no pager show and then uh, a specific commit so we yeah. got the author we got the date since we didn't say a uh, the shortened version which have the one-liner we got the date and the name and you added the easter egg into the html file and then we see the uh see what is dash 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 a slash index dot HTML and plus 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 b slash index.html mean. So they're the two things being compared in the diff. So thing a is index.html and thing b is also index.html. Okay. All right. You could, in theory, ask git diff to show you the difference between file1.html and file2.html. But that probably is pretty rare. Well, no, because what if you rename a file? I guess, but that's less likely than I'm working comparing in the same file. Yeah, but me being me, I change my mind on naming a lot. On index.html? Okay, that's a bad example. But, you know, <laughs> okay. you know right. you're like, that's not consistent. I wish I'd named them all with an uppercase. So I'll rename them all. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. So then it says console.info, quote, hello world. So this is, is your it? context, right? This is just showing the lines before. And then you had the oh, plus, plus, right. plus, 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 and then some more context. Okay, that's right. That's right. So those are in, those are in bold, and then I'm seeing the uh, H2 with your title, Bart's favorite time travel movie, and then a couple of paragraphs. Okay, yeah. So that's the second thing I did in our downtime, and then we have another Git show minus minus no pager for the next commit in the list, which has the title "Removed the Easter Eggs," and what you will find is that it shows that I deleted the file Easter Egg.png, and then. You have the exact same HTML, but now it's got minuses in front of it because I just took it back out. Okay. Um, how can I tell from this that you removed the Easter egg? Uh, okay, so the first git diff is we have git diff Easter egg. So A is Easter egg and B is Easter egg, and it says deleted file. So it's a deleted file mode 100644, and I'm supposed to know that that's an Easter egg? No, no, above it, it says what it's diffing. So it says diff minus minus git a easter egg.png, b easter egg.png, and then it's saying what it did, deleted file. Okay, that's pretty cryptic. It this is be why we have GUIs. Th this yeah, is why we have GUIs. Because, I mean, that could be, it's showing me the difference between these two, but then it says deleted file mode 1064. It doesn't tell me what it deleted. It deleted no, a file. Right, but that's what's above it. It's, okay, so the diff says what it's comparing, and then it says what the difference is. So the line above the word deleted file tells you what it deleted. Hmm, not right. clearly. 
<laughs> Not clearly. Okay. Okay. Uh, we. Uh, I mean, because right the the one of uh, the previous one it says diff uh, diff dash dash get a slash index dot html b slash index dot html, and then right below that it says index nine b five nine nine c dot dot one f. I mean, it those those things don't seem even vaguely linked to each other to me. Okay, maybe you've learned to read it, and I maybe I will. But that's a hard is, one. okay. It is in diff format, and the format is the format is both computer readable and human intelligible. Let's not call it human readable. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Index nine b five nine nine c dot dot one f f f f f nine f one zero zero six four four is not human readable. Right, I mean, but that's well, not the bit you, the human, are supposed to be looking at. You, the human, are supposed to be looking at the pluses and minuses. <laughs> that that bit's there for the for the computer bit. So okay, but this, that same line I am supposed to look at when it deleted a file. Right. Oh no, it's above it. Okay, I see. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, there's an extra line when it deleted the file. Right, and because it's a binary file, it can't show you the difference. Well, I guess it could show you the ones and zeros, but not really useful. No. Whereas with a text file, it's doing something useful. Exactly. Okay. Showing I do see that there's an extra line in between on the one where it deleted it. On the where that line just doesn't exist on the one where it's saying, I'm going to show you the differences. Yeah. And that's okay. for two reasons. Because A, we deleted a file, so the difference is pretty easy to summarize in one line. And mm-hmm. B, it's a binary file, so it can't actually show you the change mm-hmm. like it can with yeah. a text file. Okay. Uh, and then the last commit uh, shows that all I did was I updated uh, PBS 105 to 106. Uh, so the, the last, last command is a git what? minus minus no pager show and then ah sorry I have lost you because I forgot to say some English so <laughs> if you right so we've been using git show and we've been telling it what to show us by giving it a hash mm-hmm. what would its de- what would be a sensible default if you didn't tell it what to show the latest commit bing 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 oh, so good. that's exactly what the last command there is it's just git so minus, git minus, minus, minus no pager no show. pager show and it's and just the last commit. It's just going to be the last commit, which says, as its comment, updated installment references to 106. And then you'll see that in readme.md, we change the line, this is a dummy project for use in example of installment 105, becomes this is a dummy project for use as an example in installment 106. Okay. And it does the same in the index at HTML. Um, oh, yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. So there are the four things I've done while... You know, basically between the recording of the shows and I've committed them and then put them into the bundle for us all to play with. Okay. So let's actually fully travel back in time to the point where the Easter egg existed so you can see it in action. So we can do that with the git checkout. So we say git checkout and then the the short hash. And that's, wait, what's that? So what what hash is that? That is the one where the Easter egg is fully in place. So the file has been added and the Easter egg is in the HTML. Okay, and how would I know that? Uh, well, you could do a git space log space minus minus one line. Yeah, let's do that again. So we're looking for the one that removed the Easter egg. So that's the one that ends in 06. And that's so before not I removed it. Out. Yeah, so before I removed it is the one where it's last in existence. Oh, you want to see the one it's in? Yes, correct. I want to oh, show okay. you what it is that we're going to time travel to retrieve. Okay, so git. Oh, okay, because now we've gone through and we we have figured out which one we're looking for by what we were doing before. Bing, bing. So, uh, the git, uh, so the git shows we're seeing what's in there, and now we're going to do a git checkout because we figured out which one we wanted with our git shows. Correct. 
Sorry, I have to say these things myself or I can't hear them. No, no, and it's a good summary, too. You know what else? You have to spell git, G-I-T, not get. (laughs) (laughs) Or it says, ZSH does not know what the heck you are talking about. No, that's kind of ZSH. Yeah. Part of me slightly surprised that's not an alias for wget. (laughs) Well, it's probably better that they make me spell it correctly. I won't know what I'm doing. That's true. You'd have random stuff downloading from the internet. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now I have... Oh, I've, so, I've, I've checked out. You've checked and out. Now, so do I have a detached head now? You should do, yeah. I should tell you. You've got yes, you are in detached head, head state. So if you just take your favorite browser or, come out or hit the space bar in the finder or whatever, just have a look at the HTML page. And what you should see is the header and paragraph and the image tag. And it will still say 105 at the top, and it will show the little Easter egg, basically. Okay, and the Easter egg is the PNG of the Back to the Future poster? Yeah, so it's the heading that says Bart's favorite time travel movie, the paragraph of text, and the movie poster. Okay. And notice it still says PBS 105, because I added the Easter egg before I changed. Right, right. Okay. Okay. So let's go back home. So git checkout main. And now, now it why would be is it nice. main? Because main is our main is the name of a branch. So when you check out the name okay. of a branch, that is a shorthand for take me to the top of the branch. Okay. So git checkout main means take me to the most recent commit on main. So here's a question. With that commit checked out where we've got the PNG in there, we've got our Easter egg. Um, if I did a log, would I still see the later ones or would I only see the ones that are up to that point in time? That would depend on what Git, how Git chooses to do that. And I don't know is the honest answer. So if you haven't traveled back home yet, then you can find out. Well, I'm going to travel back again. That's true. It only out. takes a second. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard. I had to hit the up arrow twice. Right. But imagine huh. if you had the Linux kernel checked out. Then that time travel would involve copying thousands and thousands of files, so it's not something you would do on quite as much of a whim. Okay. Right, because now we're just creating two files. Okay, so the head now says the uh, added Easter egg into HTML file. Oh, but it's listing everything, but it's showing you where you are Mm -hmm. halfway down the list. No, no, it's at the top of the list. Okay, so... So it does not show me the future because it's not there yet. Okay, that is interesting. It doesn't know about it, right? I'm sure there's a flag you could set to tell it, but it is it is looking from where you are, looking backwards in time. So I guess if you move down the number line, or that, yeah, it makes sense because it's. I, I think of it as looking back in time. So you're right. If you're looking back in time from there, then that is what I would expect to see. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. I'm back in the present. Yeah. Well, that that was fun. Yeah. There we go. Give a little 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 bit more understanding of what it's doing by messing with it and doing incorrect things well that's good that's how we want it to be (laughs) poke it to see what it does (laughs) now what we'd like to achieve is i would like to get the easter egg back without losing the change to pbs 106 oh now this is entirely contrived right changing 105 to 106 is two seconds work but in the real world it could be a week's worth of work because you've added a whole feature Right. And you want to go back and pick up another thing that took you a different week's worth of work. Right? Mm-hmm. In this case, it's five minutes work and five minutes work. But again, simplified. So what we want to do is reach back in time. And the easy thing to do is to just pull the file easter egg.png. 
So we'll start with the easy problem to be solved. The okay. harder problem is getting only the addition to the HTML file, not the whole HTML file. Because if I take the whole HTML file, then I'll lose. lose my 106. Right. So we'll do that second, right? We'll start with the easy problem to be solved. Okay. So the easy problem to be solved is actually solved with a checkout command. So you can use checkout to get everything, or you can use checkout to effectively do a fetch of a single thing. And you do that with the special argument minus minus. So you just say git space checkout space the hash minus minus and then one or more file names. And that will pull, that won't move you to the past. It will reach to the past, pull back what you told it to and drop it into your working copy. So what does minus minus mean? It just means don't travel, fetch. Oh, how on earth am I going to remember that? That I minus don't. minus me it, it's not words right it's not a command that has any words think of it as a wall it's stopping you moving in time okay i don't know if that helps that's how i sort of mentally vision it right it's like minus minus don't go back in time just reach back hmm because minus minus means all kinds of things minus minus is right before one line and yeah but they're touching each other so that's minus minus one line is a thing Whereas minus minus space means that minus minus stands all by itself. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I didn't write Git. <laughs> Argue at Linus. Okay. <laughs> I think the reason is because you, if you want to do it a lot, you want it to be really short to type. And so it's a case of, look, you're going to get this as muscle memory, so I'm just going to make it something short. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not memorable. It's not memorable, but it is short. But if I argue about it long enough, I'll remember it. See, if I complain there we go. and whine, minus, minus, that means uh, go back and fetch something, but don't bring me there. Yeah. Okay. And I again, can't confirm that the Easter egg came forward, by the way. Good. So again, we come back to the point of there's a reason while I know how to use Git on the command, and there's a reason I use GUIs most of the time. <laughs> this right? would be one of them. This would be one of them. Now, the functionality in the GUI is identical. There is a one-to-one mapping. No Git GUI can do something the Git command line can't, because all the Git GUI is doing is invoking the same commands. But the GUI usually makes it easier to do. Okay, so (laughs) even though we don't see the word fetch here, would we see the word fetch in a GUI? It would depend on how the GUI was implemented. So in a, a lot of GUIs, it would just drag and drop. Right, you just take the file and drop it onto master or whatever. Oh wow! Oh, that's fun. Uh, okay. One of the reasons I adore Git Kraken is, as a Mac native, I think everything should be draggable and droppable. And Git Kraken is very happy for you to drag and drop things around, and it will usually do the sensible thing when you drag and drop. So if you want to merge two branches, you just drag and drop one branch onto the other, that kind of thing. So Git right. Kraken is generally a good draggy droppy sort of client. <laughs> anyway. Uh, We can use git status to see what has happened now that we've gone and fetched our Easter egg. And what git status tells us is two important things. First, we're still on main, so we we haven't moved, as I promised we wouldn't. And we have an uncommitted change. A new file has showed up called Easter egg.png. Oh, it's not committed. It's not even... It's it's just in our working copy? Uh, It has been staged. So when you fetch it... So it's not in our working copy? It is... In our working copy and staged. And staged. Right. Okay. Okay. So it is ready to be committed. Okay. So we should probably do that. Oh. Ah, I forgot to copy and paste into the show notes. Uh, 
the command to commit that, which I definitely did when I was playing through this at home. So in there, there should be git commit. And what message I gave Easter egg dot png. Oh, but I need to do a. Is it oh, dash maybe, m? Did it, hang on, sorry. Before before I say anything else, before I say anything else, let me just do a git log minus. Oh, minus to see what you wrote last time. <laughs> one line to see what I've done so that the the actual archive file is going to match reality. Okay, maybe. You yeah. Can okay. Paste so that the, the comment the is here. retrieved Easter egg PNG from the past. So okay, why don't commit. you paste it for me into the Skype chat? Everyone else will get it for real. But if I don't yep. do it exactly, we learned last week that all our hashes change. <laughs> yep. So I am now typing it into the show notes. So the show notes are correct. I am now hitting save in the show notes, and I am now finding Skype. Here, okay. Skype. Here, Skype. 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 And there so you I, go. I won't push anything from my side. Uh, no, okay, I will push this for you, yeah. Okay, all righty. If I find any typos, which I have not yet, the miracle. Uh-oh. Oh, man, that's a mess. What did I just do? Control-C. Now paste. There we go. Okay, so we wrote git commit dash m and then retrieve the Easter egg PNG from the past. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we are, we are updated. Up okay. That should be a colon. Sorry, I'm being pedantic with myself. So now we have the harder problem to fix. We want to get the change we made to the index file, not the full index file. So the change we made was adding a heading and two paragraphs. So Git thinks of changes as being different to files and lets us address changes rather than files if we want to, which is a very important subtlety. Do I want the change or do I want the file? And so to get the file, we use git checkout. To get the change, we use git cherry pick. So we are cherry picking (laughs) the change. Okay, I like that one. It's one of the more recent commands. It wasn't in the earlier versions (laughs) of git. And someone with a better sense of naming. Well, we know that the project was taken over three months later by another chap whose name I now forget. So I guess that we can infer from this that the new Git maintainer has a better sense of naming than Linus Torvalds. <laughs> well, checkout was okay. So Git checkout and J- Git cherry pick are both good, but it's cherry dash pick, by the way. Cherry dash uh, pick. Yeah. That minus minus for fetch it, but don't don't do go. Else. Yeah. yeah, don't go. That's crazy. It is, yeah, like I say, it's short but not memorable. So okay. cherry pick lets us take just the changes and it will apply those changes as a new commit so we're sitting so before you cherry pick you must oh oh sod you didn't need to i don't need to update the show notes this is the point where i commit (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay i could just remove that change there we go so in order to cherry pick two things have to be true So you have to be at the head of a branch. You can't have a detached head when you cherry pick because cherry picking involves immediately committing and the whole, what it means to be in a detached head is that you can't commit. So you can't cherry cherry, cherry pick. I think you said this, but it didn't really sink in. You are actually committing at the same time. Correct. It takes and commits the change. Huh. Okay. So... And that can be very convenient because usually you're cherry picking a commit. And so it actually just takes the commit with its commit message and just reapplies Slides it. it over. Oh, okay. Brings the commit message with it. That's good. Brings the commit message with it. Yeah. Oh, and this is another reason to follow Helma's advice and commit early, commit often. And that way you can cherry pick more granularly. Correct. Because and tell this... what you did because you wrote a good commit message. 
Yes, because imagine a world, in, imagine a real world situation where you have five members of staff working on five different features and someone has fixed a bug on the main branch. Oh. Those, those five people want that bug fix across their five different branches. But they don't want to take everything from everyone right. else's work. They just want the bug fix. So they would just cherry pick that onto their branch. Wow. And okay. then they can continue on. Okay. Cherry picking is massively powerful. So in order to cherry pick, the first thing is we can't be in a detached head. We have to be mm-hmm. at the head of a branch. And our working copy has to be clean because we're going to automatically commit. And so you can't have anything in the way. Okay, I just did a git status. I'm on branch main. Nothing to commit. Working tree clean. Bing, bing. Brilliant. Golden. So, okay. so this is the point in the show notes where we do the commit I just described earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it really did look like it was not there, but I know, I, we I, both I, scrolled inside. Okay, good. Yeah. Now, one last thing to say. So I've told you that you get the commit message for free. And that is very often what you'd like, but maybe you would like either a different commit message because you don't like the one you have at the moment. So if you want a completely different message, the minus minus edit flag will give that to you. But Mm. actually what you probably want is just to be honest about what you've done. And the minus X flag will take the original commit message and add a little paragraph at the end that says in parentheses, cherry picked from and tell you where it came from. So if you, hmm. If you so the only thing it will have is that it won't tell say anything else. No, no, it will all the original commit is all the the entire original message is kept and added to the end of the message is a little bit in parentheses to tell you it was cherry picked. Okay, so you don't have to write I went back and cherry picked this piece of code from this like it's like it's already there. Exactly. So you have everything you had before and then in parentheses at the end, cherry picked from blah blah blah. So that's what I usually do. So that's the minus X argument. Again, it's short to type. <laughs> not particularly descriptive. At least it's a letter, not just a symbol. Yeah, Fatal, bad better. revision git. Hmm. Oh, it did that thing again. Never mind. I don't know why. Wrong it's hash? Copies. It, no, it, I am copying just the commit uh, uh, hash, but what it's actually copying is the entire line. So I wrote ah. git cherry pick dash x. And then I copied just that, the hash, and I got get cherry pick, get cherry pick. Ah! <laughs> and it's happening over and over again. So cherry picks all the way the down. Line. Oh, yeah, cherry picks all the way down. Okay, added Easter egg in an HTML file. I guess I got to get the... I so gotta if you, see do, the, you can do a git log minus minus one line to have a look, and you will see that added Easter egg into main HTML file is now sitting at the top of your... Ah, but I don't see the parentheses thingy. Right, because we're looking at the one line. So if you do a git show, you'll see the full commit message. Can I do a, a minus n5 or something? You can, yes. Oh, look at me. Uh, so that's on the git log, you can do a minus n5. Oh, no. Okay, shoot. Um, what, are you tr- what are you trying to do? I wanted to see the... Oh, hang on, Q. There we go. Um, I wanted to see this commit message, but I don't want to see all the glop. Okay, well, you could do a git log minus n1 and not the minus minus one line. That will show you the full message okay. for just the last one. There it is. That's what I was looking for. So it says added Easter egg in HTML file, parentheses, cherry picked from commit, blah, and it's the whole yeah. thing. It's the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So right. now what I would like you to finally do is to open your browser again. 
And you should see that it still says 106, so we haven't destroyed new feature. <gasps> and favorite time travel movie is there now. And we have gone back in time and fetched the feature. So we have successfully merged the past and the present. That is pretty cool. I think I would be terrified to do this on my own, though. (laughs) Practice makes perfect. And remember, because you have the good commit, right, you can't cherry pick without committing, which means that you can't get yourself in a mess because you were forced to do a full commit before you started mucking about. So worst comes to the worst, there's a command you can drop a commit. So if you make a complete mess after this point, you can just drop the commit and rewind the repository back to now. We haven't talked about that yet, but you can actually drop a commit. Just pretend it never happened. Just like, nope, (laughs) nope. nope, I was never there. I was never there. I didn't touch anything. I don't know what you're even talking about. Now, there are people who have a philosophical problem who would say that you wouldn't drop the commit. You would add a new commit to revert back to the old commit. So then when you look (laughs) at the history, history would tell you that you did something terrible and then you fixed it. Uh, That's a philosophical question. And the pedants can go away and leave me alone. (laughs) Precisely. I have no problem dropping commits. I drop commits whenever I make a mess. It's like, I know I made a mess, but I won't remember tomorrow. Drop. (laughs) Yeah. Why why have a record of something you did that was stupid that you're going to erase? One reason why you wouldn't do it is if your repository is automatically and instantaneously synchronized with another. Because then if you... If you drop the commit, so if you're working in an organization where there's automation in place, where the act of doing a git commit triggers an automation, those oh. are the places where you cannot revert to commit. Those are oh, the places okay. where you have to keep it set in stone. And in the hmm. real world, git is acting as automation called continuous development and continuous integration, CICD. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff done that way by you trigger a git commit and it makes massive cool things happen. So that is a thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Um, usually, a bit more careful. usually the way it works is the 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 CI/CD pipeline pushes to a staging server where a human being makes sure everything's fine, or there's automated testing, and then it goes from staging to production. It's not that you do a git commit and all of a sudden Amazon.com is running different code. <laughs> Hypothetically you know, possible, but not how it's done. There was very little I had good to say about the IT organization I was forced to join against my will. Uh, Very, very little I could say good about it. But the one thing was this entire concept of a staging server. It was like, oh, we never did that. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, looking back, probably should have been obvious, but we had never done that before, so. Yeah, no, That's stage, the only thing I'll ever say nice about that organization. Staging is my friend. I have broken staging many times. And fixed it. And Maybe then... Apple should have used a staging server this week. For those of you who are not uh, uh, n- not playing along with us in real time, there was a big mess on Apple servers this week. But uh... That may have been a capacity issue. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, so that is, um, that is really what I have scheduled in for today. Um, what you didn't pull me up on, which is nice, because now I get to pop it into the end. So at the end of the last installment, I promised you that what we would do this week was branching and stashing. And instead, we went time traveling with git commit and git cherry pick. And it was just as I started writing the show notes, I realized my story was wrong and I would have to go in a slightly different order. So the show notes for 105 have an entirely recorded in git change where I've changed the final paragraph in 105 to say the next thing we're doing is cherry picking and git checkout. (laughs) So you changed the past. I changed the past, but it's all recorded. So if you want to be pedantic, it's all there with a change log. 
Um, But now, now I can say that that is where we're going. So... A sort of to a recap of where we've gotten to, right? So we the first thing we learned was just how to make commits, right? So as we go, commit, 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 and we build up this history of the past. And then we learned how to use git diff and git log and git show to look at the past. And we learned how to use git checkout and git archive to get the past in various forms, either into our working copy or as a zip file that we can then do whatever we like with. And now today we've learned to use git checkout minus minus to reach back and fetch something from the past or get cherry pick to fetch a change from the past. So at this point, we're doing pretty well. But if we draw our repository, it's a tree that consists of a single straight line. Right. Right. So the world's most boring tree, it's a lamppost. <laughs> it's a stick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's some of these pines that grow straight up and become telegraph poles. That That's sort of our tree <laughs> at the moment. So... What we're off to next is to start to create alternative futures by branching our tree at a specific point. And we can do that branch in the present is one way to branch. So you may know now that you're about to do something that you think you have two options and you might decide you want to make two branches now. And that's very common to branch now. It's sort of a thinking about it logically. I'm about to start a new feature. I should do that on a new branch. That's quite common. But what is also possible and just as easy to do is to start a branch in the past. To basically go back and say, do you know something? I actually prefer how this project was working last April. I think I should try and move forward from there. And you just basically start a parallel reality. So it's sort of like the Kelvin universe in Star Trek by saying, give me a branch from commit number 5324. And then you start a parallel branch at that point in time. And then you (laughs) can move forward from there. And if you want, you could even cherry pick the things you liked from your first attempt into your new branch. No, come on. That's like... Of course you can, because a cherry pick cherry, is just a change. Cherry pick forward? Yeah, because oh, it's just terrifying. a change is just insert these lines of code. True, true. So, But they don't it, exist yet. Right, but that's why you're cherry picking them, to insert them. <laughs> it's. I mean, you you may find that you're forced to give it a little bit of a hand. It may go into an... Inter- like, if it if Git can't figure out how to make the change, it may it may uh, give you a merge conflict, conflict which we yeah. haven't talked about yet very intentionally because I want to save that for an entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Because um, every time I get those, I just scream and run away and start and do something by hand. Uh, most of the time, you you can avoid them because most of the time, if you're thinking ahead, you're not going to have conflicts, but it will happen occasionally. And oh, then it happens to me all the time because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just flailing right, about exactly, and, get, exactly. and I haven't been trained yet. <laughs> but the reason we're doing conflicts later is because I would like to get to the point when there's no flailing and then your actual need to resolve conflicts is very low. You do realize what the problem is, Bart. I'm on another branch. I'm on two <laughs> branches, right? I'm out on my own branch from the past, flailing about, and I'm on this nice, steady, uh, you know, plodding along, methodical learning path. But I'm on them both at the same time. I'm going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So uh, hopefully we'll catch up and merge those two branches in at some point. Indeed, without a conflict. <laughs> oh, and man, that is our nerds. good humor for the day. <laughs> So that that is where we're going next, this concept of parallel timelines or branches. But if you know, if you're just sticking in the back to the future mode, we're we're making a whole new a whole new future. So that is our plans for next time, and that's kind of all I wrote. 
All right. This is fun. I uh, I do like this approach and I like I, I still really like knowing the dirty underpinnings, like doing my podcast. When I first started, I had to type my feed file by hand. So I know what every single line in, a, in an RSS feed does. I know how to do it and I never want to do it. But I know that if something's wrong, I could actually look at it and figure out why. And so I like knowing the underpinnings of this so that when I'm using a GUI and I'm being lazy, I still know why it's doing something. You also appreciate the GUI more because you know <laughs> what the GUI is actually doing is saving you an awful lot of hassle, right? Yeah. It, and, instead of and you memory, to, like yeah. drag and drop instead of dash dash. Exactly. And just in a very similar way, when you... Now that you, you know, when you know how a RSS feed works, when you look at the feeder GUI, every line on the feeder GUI makes sense to you because you know that it maps to an, HC, uh, an XML tag. Right, right. That you recognize because yeah. you've I know done it. An item, I know why he calls it an item. It's because that's in little brackets and it calls it item and end item exactly. and things like that. Yeah. So you're better at using feeder because you know how to use raw RSS. And you're way, 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 way faster writing your RSS feed in Feeder because Feeder is just a GUI, just a nice way to work. Well, that's where we're headed with Git. You're going to be way more efficient with a Git GUI, but every button will make sense because you understand the commands underneath. And for regular humans, I think the the analogy would be you need to understand how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide so that when you use a calculator and you say three plus, you think you did three plus five and it comes out 238, that you'll go, hmm, hmm. I don't think that's right. Yeah, maybe maybe I used metric instead of inches and missed a whole planet. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly the kind of thing it is. All right, well, this is fun, and I look forward to seeing you in what will now be three weeks. Well, for us, it's three weeks. For the listeners, we don't even know. <laughs> in a mystery, at a future point in time, whenever it is, we'll talk again. And until then, whenever it is, happy computing, and probably, almost certainly, if you're an American. I hope you have a peaceful, stress-free, enjoyable Thanksgiving. 2020 be darned. Be safe and be relaxed. If you learn as much from BART each week as I do, I'd like you to go over to lets-talk.ie and press one of the buttons over there to help support him. He does 98% of the work here. I'm just the stooge that listens to him and asks the dumb questions. If you go over to lets-talk.ie, you can support him on Patreon, you can donate via PayPal, or you can use one of his referral links. I really hope you'll go over and help him out. In the meantime, you can contact me at Podfeet or check out all of the shows we do over there over at podfeet.com. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.